a prayer for my brothers and sisters in Christ. Lord, I thank you for you alone are worthy of all our worship and all our praise. As you are the God of us all, for there is one body and one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith and baptism. As there is only you, one God, there is no other. You are God alone. Thank you, Lord. We give you thanks in all things and for all things. For though all things may not be good things, you will work them all together and cause them all to work out for the good of those that love you. And we bless your great name for it, Father. May we be eager to preserve the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. May we constantly renew our minds and put on the new regenerate self, which is created in the image of God and true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, as we reject all lies and falsehood, Father, let us express truth with our neighbor, the truth that we are not the same person that we always were, that you will complete the work you begin in us, that the Son has freed us indeed, and that we will walk in the good works which you have prepared beforehand, that we would walk in them, that we would abhor evil and cleave to what is good in Jesus' name, and that we take hold of that for which we've been taken hold of in the powerful and matchless name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, and we bless your name. Amen. And I love you, brothers and sisters in Christ. Stay strong in the Lord and be strong in the strength of his might. And remember that although all signs might be to the contrary, you are loved by God. And although you are engaged in a warfare for your very life, for the enemy is out to rob, steal, and kill, but know this, You are loved, and the Lord our God goes before us, and he fights all of our battles. And he's never lost a battle, and he never will. In Jesus' name, I love you all. Amen. You know, when I hear folks say things like, what kind of God would, would send people to hell? And, you know, well, if that's the kind of God he is and he can't accept me for who I am, then I don't want to serve him. You know? And, you know, well, I'd rather go to hell anyway because we're just going to be partying in hell. We're just going to have a great big continuous party. And so when I hear folks make these different comments, I'm always you know, taken back a little because my mind is just like, do I want to say, do you realize that just because you don't agree with God's methods of punishment or just because God have just and righteous laws and boundaries for us to follow and you don't want to remain in those boundaries, that doesn't change who he is. And just because 
you're like, well, I'm going to go to hell and party and we're going to have a great time and we don't want to go to heaven anyway. Do you think that's going to change who God is? Or it's going to change who he is or that he is? You know, all those things that we say, it doesn't, it doesn't change the truth of what is or of who God is. Truth doesn't change because we don't like it. You know, in heaven, there, there are no Facebooks in heaven. There, there's no Twitter in heaven. There's no Instagram. You know, nobody is, God is not trying to get likes, you know. He tell you to choose this day who you're going to believe in. So that means you can follow him or you can not follow him. He is not going to be, you know, blowed by that. And, you know, as for it, you going to this big party that's in hell, hell is not like that. Your hell is your own private hell. You're not going to be there with several other people. It's your personal hell because God is just and you're going to get your just, the the just do, you know, for what you've done. And everybody hasn't done what you've done. You know, all of us are individually doing things that are wrong and we're going to be and we're going to get individually judged according to what we do. And so we're going to have our individual place separation from God. You know, I don't know what makes folks think that heaven is a place where people are going to be sitting around with little fat cherubs playing harps. Because that sounds like hell to me. Or that hell is going to be this one big continuous party because it's not. So all these ideas we have of heaven and hell and it's just not those things. But anyway, apart from that, no matter what you think, that doesn't change what the truth of the matter is. God is God. And he's created everything. And God is the only God. There is no other God. All these millions upon millions of gods that people believe exist, those are merely demonic forces (laughs) that is masquerading as angels of light, presenting themselves to people as if they're real to lead to lead, you know, folks astray. Because if I was your enemy, if see Satan is very clever, and you know, his number one way of working is by schemes and deception. Cause like Satan doesn't doubt God's existence. He know he exists. And not only that, he know what his end is gonna be. He know just what's going to happen to him. He know he's the son of perdition. There's no forgiveness for him. And he know he's going to end up in the lake of fire. He knows that 100%. He knows that God is truth and his word is truth. And what he says is going to happen. 
but he's like that evil person, you know, we see in the movie who's just like, well, I'm going down and I'm going to take as many people down with me. And that's where he stands. He hates God and he hates humanity because God loves humanity. So he wants to get as many of us to go to hell with him as he can. And so knowing what truth is, knowing that there's only one truth and only one way to God. His plan is simple. Let's deceive people so they won't find the truth. And, you know, he's a clever guy. So he's like, well, we just say, you know, there is a God or there isn't a God. That's only two roads, right? There's only two different ways, the right way and the wrong way. So that means 50% of the folks might end up choosing the right way. Hey, we don't want that to happen. We want to increase the odds of people going to hell and, and, you know, decrease the odds of them going to heaven. So, hey, instead of having two ways, why don't we have millions of them? Instead of having one God, let's have hundreds of millions of gods that people could choose from. Okay? And that way, we could take truth and sprinkle real truth throughout all of those wrong ways. All of those ways are lies. But if we sprinkle some truth in them, then folks will believe it because they'll look at that and say, hey, this might be the wrong way because, hey, that's true. They're saying that and that's true. So now you have folks saying things like, well, my truth is my truth and your truth is your truth. And they have all these different truths and all these different ways. And, you know, we fall for the scheme and the lie of the enemy because there is only one way. There's only one truth. One and one equals two. One and one doesn't equals three or one and a half or four. One and one equals two. There's only one answer. But Satan has made us think that, no, there are several answers to this question. And whichever one you choose is the right one. Because he's our enemy and he wants to destroy us. And he sits and he makes us think that God isn't for you. You know, God has all these hard rules. Don't follow him. You know, that's just a false way that people are making you think, hey, you're okay just how you are. You're perfect just as you are. And we know we're not perfect. Just so We know all of our flaws. Each of us do. We know we disappoint our own selves. We know we don't even live up to the little weak standards that we set for ourselves. We know the struggles within our own heart of being envious and jealous and mean and gossiping and backbiting. We know the betrayals in our heart and the secret hates we have. And we struggle with those things, so we know it deep inside. But we'll let someone tell us, you're perfect just as you are. Don't believe that you, you know, have to be redeemed. Don't believe that there's things you have to be forgiven for. There's no right or no wrong, no up, no down, no good, no bad. It just is what it is. The only problem is ego. You just have an ego problem. No, ego is a symptom 
It's like the fever. You know, when you have a fever, a fever is just a symptom that points to a deeper problem. Okay? And your ego is just a symptom. It's just a fever. But the prognosis is that you have an evil heart and rebellion against your maker. And there's only one solution for that. And that's Jesus Christ, the son of God, who died for our sins to redeem us. He's the only one who could change a wicked heart. He's the only one who can redeem man from his own evil self. But the enemy of our soul have fooled humanity into thinking that there are so many different ways to God and there are so many different gods and that there are so many different truths. Just pick one. Or there's so many different life cycles. If you don't get it right in this life, hey, you'll come back as something else. You'll eventually get it right. And we fall for it every time. But hey, there's only one way. You know, and God truth is right here for us to see. And you know, I've heard folks even say things like, well, there's so many things I hear. I can't decide. You know, it's just, it, it just must not matter. But the bottom line is, I look at, There are things in our life that we really want, right? Each of us that we go after. I mean, we go after with the zeal of, you know, of a a horse with blinders on in a race. You know, we want that guy or we want that girl or we want that job or we want that degree, right? And we go after it with single focus, single zeal until we get it. And yet, something as important as our eternity, we sit down, well, everybody's saying with the truth, I don't know what to believe, so I'm just going to just disregard it. I, I don't have time to think of that. As long as I'm a good person, you know, whatever that means, a good person, what, what does that mean? You know, because they are people who strap bombs to their bodies who believe they're a good person, they're doing something good. You know, I said this to a lady once. I said that to her and she was just like, no. Now we know what they're doing is wrong because they're actually killing people and that's wrong. I said, well, you know, women kill their innocent babies in their bodies. Are, are, are they good? And she said, now you're just splitting hairs. And I said, no, I don't think so. I said, because that's children. You know, when we think how all that, those uh, surgeries, right, that they have for babies, those uh, genetic surgeries to correct things while babies are in the womb, and those babies actually feel pain while they're in the womb, and yet that same baby will just say, it's not a real person. You know, so it's all right to kill it. What matters is that the mother is okay. You know, and uh, so when I think of that, you know, so what does it mean to be a good person by whose standard? 
You know, everybody has a different gauge of what it is to be a good person. Everybody's truth is clashing with everybody else's. And that's where the enemy of our soul has us now through his schemes that all of us now can have our own truth, which is based on our own meager base standard. That's most of the time it's just based on our own sensual desires and what we want. You know, somebody will sit and, and, and take somebody's husband or wife and sleep with them and just say, well, that's not wrong because their marriage is bad anyway. And, you know, he or she fell out of love with their spouse. And it's not my fault they fell out of spouse. We met afterwards and now we're in love. So it's nobody's fault, right? So you got that person who's calling themselves a good person, right? So you got all these folk doing all these different degrees of wrong and rationalizing it in their minds that they're not really bad because of these extenuating circumstances that happen to land them in this position. So they're not really bad like somebody else who's doing the same thing. No, you know, our circumstances are different. So though we're doing it, we're good. They're bad. And this is how the enemy of our soul schemes because everybody has their own set of standard of what they think, what it means to be a good person. And everybody has their own truth. And everybody's going to hell in a handbasket. Because as Jesus said, Jesus said, The way is broad and the gate is wide. He said that leads to destruction and there are many who enter through it. But the way is narrow and the gate is small that leads to life and there are few who find it. You know, he said there are going to be many people who say to me, Lord, Lord, just think about that. There are so many folks right now because the Christian church today is just have ran off into the ditch. They've accepted everything that the world say is right and putting, you know, uh, people in the pulpit that, excuse me, that God didn't say are supposed to be in the pulpit. Okay? And embracing every kind of lifestyle and running after politics to, 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 to feel that that's the answer. Jesus is no longer the answer. Politics is the answer. And so the Christian church have run off into a ditch, right? And so many people are going to say in that day, Jesus said, many are going to say, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And did we not cast out demons in your name and perform many miracles? And look what Jesus said. Jesus said, then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. And this is where we are today. Everybody's claiming to be a good person or claiming to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And they embrace everything all in the name of, well, that's not loving. We should be tolerant. You know, when I think of some of the words that Jesus said, some of the things that he said and the word of God, that was just like, wow, that came out of Jesus mouth. 
Jesus told people, if you don't change, you will die in your sins. Yeah, that's what he said. You too will die in your sins. And, you know, it's amazing to me how we, you know, paint all these flowers, sweet little words as if love means that there is no justice. But anyway, the point I'm making, my original point is that the enemy of our soul have got us all schemed, well, not me, not the people of God, but those who are wanting to hold on to their way and hold on to their wrong and hold on to their justification and their rationalization of all the things that they want to do, their desires and their proclivities and those things that they don't want to let go of. And so now it becomes, this is my truth. And they're believing a million things. What did Oprah says? There can't be one way to God. There's over a million ways to be a human being, she says. But she's supposed to be a Christian, right? <laughs> Don't buy it. If she's a Christian, oh my goodness, I'll move out of her way for a light and strike me if I if I call Oprah a Christian. But you know, we all have bought that. That it's a million ways. A million ways are the right way. And he's schemed and lied and we believe it. But there's only one way to God. One way. And I pray that you all find it. And so how you do that is because God has given us his standard. And it's in his word. And so I don't care what you believe or what someone says. You filter all of that through the word of God, the written word of God. And if you feel God has spoken to your heart and told you something like everybody is saying today, well, God told me this, well, God told me that. Well, what you're telling me goes completely against what he wrote right here in the word. But you're telling me God told you that? Yes, just as clear as day, God told me that. Somebody told you that. A spirit did tell you that. I'm not going to argue with you with that, but it wasn't the spirit of God. Jesus have already testified to this word, that it is true, that the word of God is true and not one letter or stroke will pass away from it. So God has given us his standard, the word. And so I don't care what you believe or, or, or what you feel God has revealed to you or told you. If it goes against his written word, just reject it. Just say, oh, I got it wrong. Wow. I thought that dream came from God. Apparently it wasn't. I thought that vision came from God. Apparently it wasn't. Whatever spoke to my heart, that wasn't God because he says something totally different in his word. And God is not going to contradict his word. And when you do that, now you're following God. Now you're following Christ. Now God is your Lord and your your Savior. He's not just your Savior, but your Lord. Because you're following what he says. Jesus said, if you love me, 
You'll do what I say. You'll obey his word. You know, I'm just musing about these things. I sit here and I think about these things. You know, people say the the, the weirdest things. And they say all kind of things that just justify what they want to do and what they want to believe to pacify how they want to live. Because we're not willing to deny ourselves, pick up our cross daily and follow him. We love ourselves more than Christ. We love our lifestyles more than Christ. He gave up everything for us and we're and we're determined not to give up our lifestyles for him. We want to hold on to our sin. And we don't call it sin either. We call it something else. We call it our truth, right? But anyway, just musing about this beloved and uh but visit my website remnant the remnant T-H-A Remnant, theremnant.com. And uh, you'll find a lot of wonderful posts on there that points us toward Christ because we're all who claim the name of Christ are supposed to be out there sharing the truth of the gospel. The truth of the gospel is that God sent his son in the likeness of sinful flesh and as an offering for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh so that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. That if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you shall be saved. That's the good news. Jesus said, I did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And when we uh, accept Jesus Christ, now we can fulfill it. When we take our mindset off the flesh and have a mindset on the spirit. And we're willing to pick up our cross daily and follow him. That's the good news, folks. And know what's even better? His spirit comes and take residence of us. You don't have to do it yourself. The spirit of God in us does it. He said, work out your own soul salvation, knowing all the while that it is him that is within you doing the work, creating the will and the desire for you to will and work for his good pleasure and his delight. It is all a while as you're working out what he's placed in you. You're not working for your salvation, but you're working out what he placed inside of you. The spirit of God is in you. That pure, perfect spirit is in you. And you're working out what he's placed in you. The spirit gives us, we do this in the strength of his might, not in our own strength. We just simply cannot do it. But the good news is that when we believe on Jesus Christ, his spirit comes and lives in us. And the life we now live, we live by the spirit of God who's in us, who died for us, gave his life for us, and is living through us. That's the good news, folks. You can't live. The, the Christian walk is impossible to live by yourself. But through him, in his strength, with his spirit inside of us. We fulfill the requirement of the law. Romans 8 chapter. Read it, folks. But anyway, I love you all. 
think on these things, beloved. And have a wonderful day. You know, this is Hope Dana. You know, visit The Remnant. And thank you for listening to this little podcast at Remnant Women. And uh, be blessed, beloved.